Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to be breaking down last weekend's box office totals, and they fell way shorter than what we were talking about. We'll break all that down in just a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, look at that. It is Sunday night, which means it is time for some box office discussion right here on Box Office Breakdown. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. You know what? I just jumped right past the whole whole thesis of the show. Because you know what this is? I want to go back to the main camera and say this because I skipped right by it. Because I'm so excited. Yes, because this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prognosticate. <laughs> About the box office. That lay ahead. It's finally happened. Neil. Neil has come through like the champion that he is. Mm-hmm. And you know all my social media stuff. Follow me. You probably have better things to do. I understand completely. But let's turn it over to the real reason you watch a show every single week. That's Carrie Lane. Oh, no. It's us together. You know, we're such a good show. And our third <laughs> member as well, our invisible team member. Uh, yes, guys, what's up? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And we will have a live chat up shortly. And uh, so feel free to talk with us live. Otherwise, comment down below on what you thought of what we talked about. That's right. And as Carrie mentioned, uh, you know, he may be invisible in the studio, but not in our hearts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, third member of our crew, Neil Plumley. That's me. I'm actually invisible in real life as well. Woo! No okay. one can see me. I'm like John Cena. That explains a lot. Because mm-hmm. I have never seen the album before. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just exist behind a mic and uh, that's it. But if you want to <laughs> find me, you can find me at T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y on every single piece of social media, I'm pretty sure. Even Snapchat. Even I think Snapchat. All right. Oh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know how I said that. Okay. Nah. Eh, try it. All mm. right, just try it. See what happens there. And uh, kudos again on the prognosticate. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. That was nicely mm-hmm. done. So, folks, you can always like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> and not don't, you, when you go watch a video, don't just give it one thumb up. <laughs> Throw on the double thumbs. Do it. Just double thumb that thing. And of course, as Carrie mentioned, the chat's going to be up and running. So feel free to jump in, share your thoughts about this weekend's box office or anything movie related. Break all that down and more. So, of course, as we look back at our top five, I think this is going to be the general theme, uh, at least for this week, and I, I worry it could possibly be for the summer, is that we're going to be seeing a lot of underperforming films. Probably. Uh, Neil and I, we, ha- we talked about this a little briefly earlier today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we just, you know, we, we did a little box office chit-chat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Well, lovely. I mean, we couldn't, uh, we didn't have Carrie with us because she was off making films. You know, she wasn't just talking about them like us. She was actually movie making world, them. yeah. So look at that. Uh, so actually, before we dive into that, quick update on your films. You, d- yes. you worked on a couple more this uh, weekend. Yeah, so I'm up to a total of eight films that I've worked on for this competition. I ended up being crazy and decided to make two films. I did a narrative and a documentary. And then I worked on a f- Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I did a film yesterday, and then I did one all day today. Pretty much was there and then came straight here. And I was like, no, I don't think, I don't know if anybody's actually film. Some people are still filming like tomorrow. Guys, this, this thing is due on Wednesday at 1159 and people are filming tomorrow. And I'm just like, that gives me, I'm like, no, that makes me freak out. I'm like, that's nuts. And even today filming, I'm just like, you're going to have like no time for a post and it's just nuts. But hey, kudos to the people still doing it. Uh, If you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm participating in the Collaboration Filmmakers Challenge. You get two weeks to make a movie. You all gotta be inspired by this quote. You have to help another team and then another team has to help you and and it's three minutes to six and a half. So, yeah. It's crazy. And so follow me on Instagram and Twitter because I've been posting stuff, especially on Instagram. I've been doing a couple of the stories on set. Though the last couple of days have been kind of busy, so I didn't have as much time to be like, hey. Is this the end of your uh, assisting other crews? Or do Yeah, you- I think today was the last time I'm helping other people. I have tomorrow I'm meeting with uh, my friend who color corrected it, and then my editor will join us later because we had to do color correction. Like, guys, the movie process is crazy, all the different levels, because you go, wait, it needs to be color corrected? It's shot one way, one way, and then color correcting. I'm like, it's a totally other like movie look to it. So that's cool. And then it's even just getting feedback because we showed it to a couple of people, and they're like, mm, this tempo or this pacing doesn't quite work. So we're gonna make adjustments. And so it's like you go through so many versions of it. And then for my own other piece, I'm gonna have like a lot of editing 
Though I didn't shoot too much for my documentary. I, only sh- I probably shot like a half hour. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Footage, but to trim that down to six and a half minutes is going to be some work. Uh, and what is the subject of the documentary? I interviewed my dad. Oh, very yeah. nice. So it would be cool. I mean, it's not as, it's, it's, it's heavy and happy. Well, nice. So, yeah. We'll, well see how that comes out. Will you be doing uh, a cut just for the festival, but then also an I might make it longer. Cut yeah, just for, for you to have. Yeah, because it's we talk more about uh, we talk about a lot of stuff too, and so there might be a longer cut later. But definitely for the festival, I need to get it down to six and a half because it's oh. it's even planning it out. Like I have this it's great uh, driving sequence at the beginning with his voicemail over it, which is cool. Movie magic, guys. I was like, I didn't even know I had this. And I'm listening to my voicemail. I'm like, oh, perfect. And then it's like, okay, one minute of intro, one minute of closing, and then like two minutes, like the meat of it. That's the point of what we're trying to get. Oh, look and at that. And then maybe a little extra. We'll see. Oh, but yeah. Very cool. Movie stuff. Because I know some of you guys have been like, wait, when are you doing stuff? So I am right now. <laughs> but those will all be online probably after June 9th because they have a screening in LA June 9th and we find out on June 8th if we get in or not because that's the other thing which is crazy with film festivals we're all doing this competition but you don't know who actually gets in until like the day before the screening which is nice because one year they didn't tell you Wow! so you sat there like please let my movie play (laughs) which mine did one year which was good I was like oh please like you're waiting for the beginning to start but all right. Well, fingers yeah. crossed. For, yeah. We get both the Carrie's films in there. Yes. Well, uh, thank you. Well, there you go. So, ladies thank and gentlemen, uh, we're going to break down last week's top five. And the uh, subject of our number one was also the subject of our box office yes. bet as well. It was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Underperformed at the box office Just by all bit. accounts. Yes. Uh, they were hoping it was going to do much better. Certainly Disney was, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the the final came in at uh, $69 million. I think I said 80? Uh, yes. Right? Uh, Carrie said 80. Neil said 76. I came in at 70. You win! That's, some, uh, that's some good prognosticating. It was. I, yes. I could just feel it, you know. Uh, I was uh, on Stranger Tides with that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes. So Your ship didn't sink? Jesus. They're turning against me. <laughs> All right. Uh, my ship didn't sink. No. There you go. Mine did. So uh, we'll be excited uh-huh. to uh, hear Carrie's thoughts about I know, this film. I, maybe next weekend I could go catch up on some movies. Cause like, oh, no. Like, what was yesterday? Yesterday was 11 a.m. to like 11.30 p.m. And then today was 10 a.m. to pretty much right before I came here. So like 7. So. Well, do you have tomorrow off? Well, tomorrow's editing. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, yeah, next weekend you're right. Just go see Pirates. Oh, I'll yeah, do it next Do weekend. anything. Just, yeah. just Pirates. Make yeah, that your main focus. Know. Because I know, yeah, there's not like Wonder Woman or anything coming out. I want to. I know. Well, I replugged it last time, but if any of you are in the Los Angeles area, there is a uh, Wonder Woman party on Wednesday in Santa Monica that my friends are hosting, and it's uh, on Facebook. Just look up Geek Chic Promotions. That's Geek and then Chic, C-H-I-C, and then uh, that's on there. Also, I posted about it on Twitter as well. All right. Wonder Woman event. And Look I'll make sure to post photos on social media of my somehow cosplaying that. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea of what I want to wear, but I'm like, let's see what that looks like later. Oh, I, yeah. And pardon my, my correction there. Uh, I had 69 in my head. It was $62 million of pirate. Mm. So even even less than we did. Yes. So basically, wah, wah, wah. we had two films. That, and as I mentioned at the beginning, kind of like the subject of this is underperformance at the box office. Mm-hmm. And we had that with Pirates. We had that again with uh, Baywatch as well, which came in at number three, much lower than, way lower than any anybody that was predicting. Oh that. yeah, that was that's pretty bad. Uh, but given that there's going to be a lot of franchise films coming out this summer, uh, I mean, there was reading an interesting article in the Hollywood Reporter talking about are we hitting like franchise fatigue? Could be. Is that that point where? It's a good we, way to say it. You know, same thing too as well. If you're taking and and that includes not to just uh, continuations in a series. But also just adapting uh, a property from one medium to another. So, an mm-hmm. example, like you yeah, have Chips, you yeah, have Baywatch, 
both uh, examples of uh, films that really underperformed mm-hmm. and, and Chips did horribly. Yeah. Baywatch certainly didn't do much better. But given that it was only you know, $70 million to make, even though it did 18 here internationally. I was just going to say maybe internationally they'll do better. Yeah, but Neil brought up an interesting point too as well too. Is that, you it's know, rated you, R. Rated R, but you also have to be able to really bring it in America as well. If you can't really do that, then... Well, different topics might do better abroad as well, too. You know, because, like, Baywatch, the show before was this iconic image of what America, like, these gorgeous people at the beach, and that's what they're like, right? And sunny, wait, is it California or Florida? California. Yeah, sunny California. Been and sometimes Hawaii, too. It. Yeah. So it's, you know, this image of it, which maybe we are too, like, eh, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. We're used to that image, but maybe abroad, it's that cool image of what you know, Southern California is like the, uh, well, yeah. And, uh, that article continued to talk about where the marketing for Baywatch really focused on Zac Efron and the rock, Yeah, which would be great for women. But in terms of the men, they really didn't market it towards them. Kind of showing off more of the salacious side that you saw mm. back in the, that like the TV series where mm-hmm. it's a lot of Pamela Anderson running in slow motion. Mm-hmm. So they thought maybe that wasn't quite marketed as well to men as it was to women. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Cause I feel like the Baywatch just the name itself, you a guy would understand what you're going to be getting in that, even if it's not. They have plenty of posters shown. with the girls in their like little bathing suits, and they even had the girl rain slow mo. There was a, I don't know what ad it was, but it was promoting it, and they had one of the girls, and she's like bouncy up and down, like up here, not here, and it's like purposefully bouncing her boobs and then there's just like other sequence so there is some ad out there that's like here's the mm. girls in the titties like here's you know like that's <laughs> that what, what they said like. in the commercial no but oh, that's what it that's felt what they, like that's what they should have said I just right. cut, cut right to it oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not only that frank but um uh i think straight or not men do enjoy looking at muscly men and to argue that point i would say if they were overweight men shirtless on a bay, that would hurt the film. Mm-hmm. They got to be muscly and look good. And I think gay or straight, dudes are... It's an impressive human specimen. Yeah, dudes are going to be into looking at mm-hmm. someone with muscle jumping up and down and carrying refrigerators. <laughs> True, like but... they showed in that trailer for no <laughs> right? reason. Yeah, but and, I'm also uh, worried diving that... diving off of uh, oil platforms for Well, see, it's like no bro cool, right? Like, oh, those guys are cool. And, you know, you want to watch them because you're impressed. Not necessarily like you're going to oogle them, right, as a man. I don't know. The men on this panel. Well, but I also feel like for Zac Efron, I'm also watching because I feel like his skin is going to split apart at any moment because he's just so... You want to give him, like, five burgers <laughs> or something. That's why I'm, that's why like I'm a watching. Bit. Yeah. That's it. He's going to he's gonna turn sharply, and then his skin is just going <laughs> to... Oh. Uh, Frank, uh, like, we, dis- like uh, we were discussing earlier, I think Zac Efron has that, like, bro comedy appeal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he had in Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, where, where frat guys will be like, Oh yeah, that Zac Efron kid's mm-hmm. in it. Oh, he's cool. And then they'll go and see him do flips, and they'll—I they'll, think they'll have a good time. I got—I mm-hmm. I got a tweet from uh, Neldon, one of our mm-hmm. one of our viewers, there, and he expressed like, "Do you think the cast is going to suffer uh, any credibility loss because of the underperformance of Baywatch?" And specifically, I, I mean, the biggest names are Zac Efron I'm shaking and my The head Rock. For people listening, no, I no, because I feel like it, like you were mentioning, Neil's like Zac Efron has already been in this wheelhouse in terms of R-rated comedies. Yeah. With neighbors, with yep. uh, uh, what Dave and Mike need wedding dates. Zach and Mary, no, that's the other one. Uh, yes, the wedding date. Yes, yeah, I'm like, ah, uh, and then the Rock. He is so likable. Like this is just a speed bump. I yeah. feel like he's he, he does so well otherwise. Someone was kind of commenting maybe he's being in too many films. Do you, are, do you feel like you're in Rock? Uh, like, I don't mind oversaturation. I don't mind, but maybe people. Do you mind? I don't care. Uh, for me, it's I enjoy watching The Rock, but it's mm-hmm. weird. I guess it also depends like how it's being marketed too, as well. Like, well, like Central Intelligence, mm-hmm. I, I I find myself not wanting to watch a movie, and that's only oh that of one. Kevin Hart. Yeah, I was like, no, Kevin Hart just doesn't do it for me. So that makes it even though as much as much as I love The Rock, Kevin Hart makes me want to stay away. Neil, right. are you uh, a huge Rock guy? I mean, I like The Rock. I don't. I don't really think that there's. I mean, there might be something to this oversaturation thing where he's just in like too many movies i can see that argument because i can also see the the opposite of that where like if like uh say like paul giamani's in a movie i'm gonna be like oh cool i haven't seen him in a little while mm. i might want to go see that movie and then him in that role would be kind of refreshing because you haven't seen him in a while but 
Dwayne Johnson, he's in like what three pictures a year, and they're all like big tentpole blockbusters. I mean, the smallest one he'd done, I think, Frank was uh, uh, recently was um, that one with Kevin Hart that you were just talking about, Central Intelligence. Yeah, I think that's the smallest movie he's done, and that was even that was like um, marketed like crazy. There was bus ads and mm-hmm. YouTube ads and all over the place. Big movie. So I don't know. I mean. If uh, if Dwayne Johnson didn't appear in the next five movies I saw in theaters, I'd probably uh, t- probably be a, a little breath of fresh air. But I, I don't think I like actively like avoid him in movies. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a kind of iffy thing. Well, maybe he's not a draw anymore. He's more just like meh. Yeah, I think, I think yeah he's, a draw. he's more of like a he's, he's it's sort of like he's like a commodity. You know, he's mm-hmm. just like. Or, I mean, it's, it's that he's, like, not a commodity anymore. He's just in everything. So you just you see him in it. But I also think, like, if you see, if they do finally make this uh, the Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham spinoff from Fast and Furious. That could be cool. I, like, for that, like, sign me up. I'm right there mm-hmm. uh, opening night watching that. I'm, I'm jazzed about that combination of, of characters. Now, is it more because you, li- yeah, you like that character and, yeah. like, their dynamic together? Not necessarily because it's, it's them. They'll be, them is... A draw. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like, you know, well, like Jason Statham and both, they do fun action movies. So, like, even if the, the plot's not great, you're still going to get at least some cool action sequences. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, but I think, like, after this, I, I don't think The Rock, I mean, he's, he's filming on Rampage right now. Mm-hmm. And he did a little shooting on this small little wrestling film that he's doing based off some family from the UK, I think. Mm. But uh, but I, so I think it's going to be a little while before we see him back on the screen again. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What do we have? We have Jumanji 2. Yeah, we got that coming out. Is that coming out this summer or the fall? I can't remember. <clears throat> so we got him coming up in Jumanji too. Yes, I've seen just the uh, poster for it. Yeah, it's coming out in the fall. I yeah. like that all the men in the poster have pants and a shirt, and the girls like shorts, which I go fine. I can deal with shorts, but she has a midriff. I'm like that serves no purpose whatsoever except for eye candy. Actually, uh, she said in an interview she received some backlash about that after the poster came out. Yeah. And she assures viewers that it does serve a purpose. Okay, then fine. She said it actually makes sense to the plot. So there's a theory that she is uh, a young girl when she's trapped in the game and she those are like her clothes and she doesn't have any new clothes. Oh. I'm glaring through. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. That's that's just like that's just the loosest explanation that the internet can come up with uh, at first. For anyone I actually, listening, I just was glaring right. Then. I was like, really? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Really? I don't know what it's actually going to be. I mean that that's one of those like literally logistically that I go okay, but I'm like really that was their plot choice really. Also because I have some kids shirts that depending on how old you were, I'm like you can still wear them and it not be like. Itty bitty midriff. You're like, really? Okay. Maybe her Fine. torso really. And her clothes haven't skirt. deteriorated by then, if that's the other thing, too, of like, okay, if you've had it that long. They're in fine shape otherwise, except being a hair too short. And those shorts would not fit whatsoever. T shirts, maybe. Ladies going through puberty? No, you're, you're, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> Your hips were maybe narrow as a child, but those hips, those shorts are not going to fit later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> little things are just like, oh, it's just. And I love Jumanji. Like, that movie's so good that you're just like, why'd you remake it? Well, it's not a remake. It's a continuation. I know, but still. It'll be interesting to see how they call back to the original film. Alvin's with me. Alvin goes, I'm with you, Carrie. The explanation is lame as hell. I know, right? I'm like, really? I hope. There better be something good. Like, there are times where you see a trailer or they say something about a movie and they're like, okay, well, they'll explain it. And then I can't even think of an example, but I know I've seen it once or twice where you go, Okay, once they actually give their explanation, but otherwise you're just like, well, that was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, rant done. (laughs) So we've got Pirates at number one. Number two, surprisingly, we all all had, well, Neil had Baywatch's number one. Yep. He went out on that limb, and I admire him for it. He went, he was was thinking like, oh, maybe 90 million for Baywatch. Maybe, yeah. I really, uh, really uh, did myself on that one, Frank. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you're rooting for the underdog. It's all good, That's man. Right. You were so close. You were just off the actual, uh, the actual box office. A little bit. I was off by like almost <laughs> seventy million. The entire budget. <laughs> uh, so coming in number two, uh, beating out Guardians, or beating out Baywatch's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, came in with another nineteen point eight nine million dollars. Okay, not 
Oh, movie related, but not exactly. I don't know if you guys know, but the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride opened at California Adventure. True. Now, I don't know how many of you know how long the wait is currently, but my friend posted a photo from there. And you know how there's, I don't know if any of you have been to Disneyland, they have a little like thing that uh, shows like amount of time, how many minutes. It was an image that had 300. That was not three hours. That was, it was 300 minutes. So, yeah. you know, just wait about five hours to go ride Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is the same ride as Tower of Terror. They just changed the visuals. Is that it? Is it basically the same thing? Oh, all right. Pretty much. They had a couple. There's some really funny news clips, though. If you guys look, go look on go look on YouTube, it would just be like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride California Adventure and, like, news. And there's very funny ones of, like, them videotaping the newscaster going, I'm riding the ride right now. And, like freaking out it's so funny so good that i was like all right that's enjoyable but i'm like i'm not waiting five hours no no there's there's no ride that i'll wait five hours for but the gift shop though is uh, selling some stuffed cosmos which uh dolls as well as howard the duck those might be two cool things that if i ever find myself over there I'd my friend up. did show a bunch of merch they're like i'm not normally someone to buy it but they're like yes yeah the, I, I, the those... baby group thing i'd probably buy that yeah. I feel like the Cosmo. It's such a. I was a huge sure. fan of that run that he was first introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. So to get one of him, that would be actually really cool. Uh, all right. So number three, Baywatch, eighteen point one million dollars. That was it. Ouch. Rough, rough, mm-hmm. rough, rough. Yep. They got. They got sand stuck in their bathing suit. Uncomfortable. Just, they're, they're, I'm they're, like, I don't. Sorry. I was like, wait. I had a. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Coming at number four, Alien Covenant. Uh, made $10.5 million, a 70.9, pretty much a 71% drop from its first week. Uh, look at that, Neil. Were you surprised that it took that big of a hit? That's a big drop. That's a, 70%. That's, kind of that's pretty rough, yeah. Now, what do you think this does in terms of Ridley Scott's statement that he could see this whole being another... He has like six issue, uh, six uh, films kind of like to tell this entire story? I've seen a lot of social media posts of people going, just stop. Just, no. There you go. I didn't see it, so I can't say. But. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and I think we discussed earlier my opinions on Prometheus as far as, like, I uh, thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time watching it. I'll probably enjoy uh, Alien Covenant when I see it. But, I mean, throwing my hands in the air gesture, I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you, you know, think? Just uh, maybe maybe try something. But, uh, I mean, that. what else is Ridley Scott going to do, though? <laughs> Make something else. He's doing Blade Runner again, and he's doing Alien yeah. again. Yeah. But do you think the the underperformance of this, and especially the huge big drop off that this, because it did get uh, kind of shelved, was uh, Neil Blom, uh, Blomkamp. Yes, that's his last name. But yeah, he was okay. going to do that Alien, his take of what Alien Three was going to be, his reimagining mm-hmm. of that. Do you think that that also now brings up maybe people will be more excited to see Sigourney Weaver, uh, Michael Bean, reprising those roles uh, rather than going back to the past? Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think that's the only real way to do it. Yeah. If, I mean, if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I think this also um, might tell the tale that maybe audiences, at least domestically, aren't quite feeling these franchise sci-fi movies anymore. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little old. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we need more films like Looper. I remember when remember, I when, like remember when Looper yeah. came out and everyone was like, ah, we need more original sci-fi, but the studios don't want to do it. Maybe now they're going to be like, ah, maybe instead of uh, instead of rehashing all these old ideas and spending a bunch of money on something that isn't going to give us a domestic return, yeah. we can try to do something new. Only thing I didn't like about that was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wearing those blue contacts. It was so distracting. <laughs> that was really weird. Uh, Just because contacts never look right. Fake contacts, colored contacts never look right. On a movie, like that's the thing I'm staring at. I'm like, uh, because uh. your pupils. Right d- I am. No. Yeah. Because your co- pupils don't change with colored contacts, and so it's so distracting to watch. It's just like, uh, it, it just takes you out of it. You lose. It's like I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. Oh, uh, real quick. I just, yes. yes. I saw uh, Albin in the chat said that Ridley wants to do a Gladiator two. Fun fact: they had planned. A Gladiator 2 after the commercial success of the first one. Mm. And the storyline would have gone with um, uh, Maximus Mm -hmm. going to the underworld (sighs) and finding out that his wife and son, who were brutally raped and murdered, Mm. were sent to the lowest depths because of of how they died. Mm. And he had to fight through hell to get them back. Yes. Which sounds a lot like um, 
Dante's Inferno, basically. Yeah. Right. And if we can just make that movie, not cool. in the Gladiator universe, mm-hmm. just make that movie with a person, uh, like a normal character that you make yeah. up on your own, that would be cool. Yes. Uh, and then I will acknowledge, because a few have called it out, they're like, where's the Latin Lover review? And I'm like, what does happen? She's been busy making I've been busy, stuff. guys. I know. I have like a few to catch up yep. on. I have Latin Lover, Dire Wimpy Kid, and now uh, Pirates. But yes, I hope to catch up more now. But it's just one of those, I have no weekends. Because that's the time when people, that, there you go. Just so you all know, of the small scale of most people when they're making movies, if they, like, that's an, if they have regular jobs, it's just weekends that they all can film because <laughs> everybody's working Monday through Friday. Because it's your movie time. Yeah. Watching movies, not making them. But I know, right? But I want to watch movies. I'm like, ha- hashtag first world problems. Too many movies <laughs> to watch. Too many shows to watch. But anyway. So I know Sky Patterson mentioned in the chat too that Alien 5 is canceled, which I do mm-hmm. know that. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying with uh, the underperformance of Alien Covenant, would they all of a sudden maybe studio says like, you know, maybe we should try to push with a different person behind the helm. They could. Telling these stories, yeah. I, I I think people would genuinely be excited to see what he would do mm-hmm. with that property, and maybe let Ridley Scott just uh, serve as executive producer and not actually be go. so hands on. Yeah, yeah Blomkamp's great. Yeah, it was a shame when they canceled his uh, his Halo movie mm. that he was going to do because all that previous stuff he did was really great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, you bring up like people are tired of these these kind of sci fi franchises; they want new original ideas. I feel like maybe it, where Alien stumbled, and this is Ridley's problem, is that. He teases and he doesn't follow through with a lot of these ideas. Ah, uh, so sure. I think that is also irritating as well. I think that's. I, I, I think you could still. I think this series could still be viable if he just had somebody else overseeing it and telling a better story and not. He he just teases these things and he just the way he structures things <laughs> out drives me crazy. But he shoots like, yeah. the way he shoots stuff though. It, there are some beautiful shots in here. So it gets you can't completely dismiss the film. It's very much like I feel about Prometheus 2. There are sequences about that that I still feel like, all right, I'd go back and watch it again. And I feel like the same way about this one, too. But it still, as a story, frustrates the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, though, holding on strong. Everything, everything from Warner Brothers. Another $6.1 million into its coffers. Yay. No, go, good for them still yeah. being up there, for sure. Uh, so now, internationally, though, uh, basically what we're all talking about here internationally is The Fate of the Furious. Of course, we all know it's the eighth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. It's taken 16 years. Imagine that. 16 years, eight films in the series. Finally just passed over the one billion overseas uh, mark. So worldwide, uh, over a billion dollars uh, internationally there. And uh, basically, it started off with a uh, $443.2 million debut when it dropped in mid-April, taking the number one spots in all markets where it opened. Hmm. And it's uh, with a total of $542 million worldwide that weekend. It even bested Star Wars The Force Awakens worldwide debut with $528 million. Interesting. And then IMAX even gave it its widest release to date, and it paid off, giving the premium screen company one of the biggest openings in its history. Hmm. Universal now has six, uh, has three of the top six international grocers of all time, including Fate's predecessor, Furious 7 at $1.16 billion, and Jurassic World, at $1.01 billion. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like in some instances that, that I can, I completely agree with that franchise fatigue, but then there's those, those, the singular ones like Fast and Furious that they can still keep coming back. Yeah. So I I don't know what the, uh, the distinction is. Why? Well, actually it was brought up with Pirates of the Caribbean. This article, again, I keep referencing this Hollywood art Report article. I'll tweet out the link afterwards because it's, uh, it's an interesting sure. read. do it. But uh, they said, unlike uh, the other Disney properties, like uh, the Marvel films, Star Wars, that uh, the Pirates one has not really gotten that much attention and love and care in terms of making hmm. sure that it, you know, like the, the universe and the, the stories that they're trying to uh, lead and the, the, the care for that uh, property is really in place, hmm. which I feel like kind of shows in the Pirates films. Yeah, it's one of those people, either they're going to be a fan already or they're not interested anymore. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 4 was such, and I feel like 4 was really pretty much panned by everybody. I don't know, I don't really see a lot of uh, On Stranger Tides, like people like, yeah, that's my favorite film in the series, or that it's even a really good film. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like that's an example of Disney not really you know, having a firm grasp on this property. Someone just mentioned, uh, Alvin's mentioning Transformers. Yeah, see, the last one, uh, I did. I was so annoyed with the girl in that. Oh, we talked about oh, that. Oh, Transformers? Yeah. Uh, her and her boyfriend were just annoying. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I just uh, didn't care that much about them. And we talked about it's not so much about the bots, and we want to know more about them. And it's just like, eh. 
I mean, uh, it's cool, but yeah. I at actually, the same time. We'll be excited to see what happens with Transformers once Michael Bay uh, leaves. Mm-hmm. And you have somebody else come in there and see, see what Is that after else. this one, though? Yeah. Spo- uh, well, if he, unless he changes his mind. Which he could. He's, he's done it before. Michael Bay. Yes. Do and I yeah. do like Michael Bay. I mean, I, you know, give me The Rock. Give mm-hmm. me the, uh, which I, uh, that's one of my favorite action movies. Mm-hmm. That is such a great film. Uh, you know, even Armageddon. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still, I, I, I'm still a sucker for that film. So there are. No, Deep Impact or Armageddon? I'll go with Armageddon. Okay. Yeah. You are, which one? They both were cool. I don't remember specifically between them enough. Neil, do you have a preference? Armageddon. Ob- right. Obviously. Sending, sending drillers into space. Uh, well, of course. Yeah, it's, it's mindless fun. Man, and you know, I, w- I get choked up every time that you see, you know, Bruce Willis sacrificing himself and, you know, sending Bruce, uh, Ben Affleck down. He's like, no, no. No. Hey, I get a little teary out. <laughs> Uh, but right. Frank, what you're talking about earlier with uh, the franchise, um, people, people getting sick of franchise movies. Yes, I think that mostly applies to domestic numbers. Um, internationally, True. franchises are, hold pretty strong. Hmm. But that's and some people say like, oh, well, it's doing fine internationally. But I think what we were talking about earlier today is that that's still a problem because if it's underperforming. In the United States, that's a huge film market that you're losing out on. Mm-hmm. Pirates not making like. 90 or 100 million in its first weekend is a problem for Disney because that's a lot of money that they're losing. And I, kn- I know a lot of people in the chat were talking about this. It, like, if a movie uh, makes back its budget, then they'll probably make a sequel. Well, that's not necessarily true because they also have a whole bunch of marketing mm-hmm. and you have a whole bunch of... Um, not, not only that, but the people that put money into these movies, they don't want to have like an equal return. They're in it to make a lot of money. So John Carter, for instance was a box office flop, not because it didn't make its budget back, but because it didn't make its marketing back. Yeah. Because it was also marketed terribly. But it's actually a really good movie. It was, I <laughs> thought it was very good, too. No, it's very true. So yeah. it, I, I think, uh, I think while, while it might not be a problem for international numbers, mm-hmm. um, I think it's still a big deal with those movies that cost like $100 million plus to make. On the flip side, you have like the Resident Evil movies that Paul Davis Anderson made, and he made them for like a million a piece and they each made like I don't even I think it was like 120 no it was over a billion dollars for all six of them in like a worldwide gross and he made them for like 120 million collectively hmm. it's those are margins that people can get behind but mm-hmm. these these pirates costing 230 million dollars and making 60 that's yeah. not gonna fly mm-mm no, that's uh, and there's also the talk about like how much Johnny Depp's personal problems also played into this as well. So, but it, I mean, they do set up that there's at least going to be another film. Mm. It, it, it's supposed to be a trilogy, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So, get ready. We have at least two more powered films in our future. Hooray! Yay! I'll probably go see him eventually. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about like before. I was like, oh, I'll go see it in the theater, and then after this, I was like, mm, maybe I'll just wait till it comes to me. Uh, but I think I still will go check out Baywatch in the in the theater. Why not? Throw just because so I can see Zach Efron and just just split open. That's what I'm saying. Like a, like a human pinata. Just watch a bunch of like <laughs> watch a bunch of muscle just popping out of him, and everybody kind of scrambling around to grab all that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got another box office bet coming up, though, and there are two films in consideration. We've got Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. And uh, Wonder Woman, the small, tiny superhero you may not have heard much of, Wonder mm. Woman coming out. So those are going to be our two films coming out in contention. So, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to start hopping in the chat, casting your votes about which ones you'd like this, which film you'd like us to do our bet on. And while you're doing that, we'll do a first uh, a box office rewind where we're going to take a look back at one of the actors in our upcoming films this weekend, see how they did for their opening week, uh, their opening series of films. And I said, well, if Wonder Woman's coming out, why don't we look at do Gal Gadot? Now, just right Why off the bat. Why didn't you include the Fast and Furious one? Well, because uh, the, the, basically wasn't she's big. been in nine films. Uh, one, Batman uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, two, three, and four are her Fast and Furious films. So, oh, okay. You know, so I'm going to like, let's skip those and go to the other ones that she's been sure. to. Just so we, you know, talk about some yeah. other films. Otherwise, we're talking about, oh, did you like this Fast sure. and Furious movie? Yeah. So, uh, so these are basically her non-superhero, non-Fast and Furious top five films. Which basically are the only other five films that she's been in. But we're going to break them down. That's all right. Uh, coming in at number five on this list is Keeping Up with the Joneses. Came out last year uh, in October. Made uh, $5.4 million. That was the one with 
John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did not see that. I didn't either. I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh. mm. Neil. I, I heard it wasn't that bad. Neil, did okay. you see it? No, I didn't see it. It looked like uh, it looked like it'd be fun. I just wasn't rushing out to go grab a seat at the theater to see it. Yeah, uh, I'll probably catch it. Um, uh, probably like eagerly watch it once it hits like VOD or something like that. Mm. Please. Please just video yourself a little bit watching it. I want to see what an eagerly looking Neil Plumley is when he's watching oh, Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh, buddy. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening, guys. It's happening. Keeping Up with the Joneses. Uh, number four on Gal Gadot's list there of non-superhero, non-Fast and Furious films. Uh, it is Criminal. came out last year, April. I did not see this film at I didn't either. see that one. Actually, look at this. I'm like, I didn't see. Oh, no, I did see. Wait, Night and Day. Is that the one with Tom Cruise? Yes. Okay, that's the only one I saw. Uh, so that came out there. Uh, number three for her is Triple Nine. Came out also last year. So look at the three films in addition to Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. So four films for Gal Gadot last year. Uh, that made $6.1 million this opening weekend in last February of mm-hmm. 2016. Number two, Night and Day. As Carrie mentioned, the, uh, the Tom Cruise Cameron Diaz uh, action romance uh, came out in 2010. Man, it, for some reason, that I like Night and Day. Yeah, 2010, man. It still feels like that. That's too soon. I, when I think of Night and Day, I, I usually, for some reason, always assume it's like mid 2000s. Mm. I do not uh, like. I was like 2010. Wow. All right, that came out much later than I thought. But uh, it made 20.1 million dollars that its opening weekend. That wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, good action right. movie. Yeah, the the opening uh, sequence there with uh, Tom Cruise on the car chase down the highway and stuff. I thought that mm-hmm. was uh, that was well done. Uh, where he's on the motorcycle and he catches up with her and stuff. Uh, that was pretty cool. And number one in her non-Superman, non-superhero, non-Fast and Furious films, Date Night. Also came out in 2010. That was the uh, Tina Fey, Steve mm-hmm. Carell film. Uh, Sean Levy that directed that one. Uh, that wasn't bad. Uh, we got to see a little Mark Wahlberg in there, too, in a, in a mm. bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made $25.2 million. Mm. And just have a long, uh, extended like kiss between Steve Carell and Tina Fey at the end where they're just making out on the front lawn of their house. So there you go. They made out for a long time doing that. So that was our little box office rewind there. But now we've got uh, we've got some some films to take a look at and kind of new art, do our top five for this coming weekend's box office predictions there. I was going to add maybe some information because people are like, what is Captain Underpants? So it's based on a kid's book series that's very successful. Yes. I was told that because I was like, I don't really know. But... It's really cool that they have a theme song for it on YouTube, and Weird Al sings it, and it's so fun because it's Weird Al. It's basically two kids who uh, they are known to be as pranksters uh, in school, and the, uh, the the principal of the school says, you know what, you guys are too good of friends. You're pranksters. I'm tired of this. You know what I'm going to do to stop all this? I'm going to separate you guys. You're going to be in separate classrooms. They don't like that, and so they, they basically say, you know, if you do that, we're going to hypnotize you, and so... Basically, they hypnotize him, and they uh, they just say, you know what, we make you uh, a superhero, and we'll call you Captain Underpants. And he's just in his underwear. He's just in and a cape. Yep. That's it. So, of course, he has no superhero powers, but they hypnotize him to thinking that he does. And uh, you get to see the wacky hatching set. Have you read this book, too? Have you read the series? I have not read the series. Uh, trust me, uh, I'll be seeing this Wednesday, though. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to see a screening, uh, bringing uh, the little one with me to yep. go check this out. So, yeah. I, it, the... I don't have first-hand experience with it, but I know someone who has kids, and they said, like, their kids love it. Like, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, she's, uh, yeah. Uh, she's jazzed. She's jazzed about it. So we'll see what Voting's happens. Voting's coming in hot. All right. I'll, I do want to say, um, the other thing, though, for Wonder Woman, everybody I know who's seen advanced screenings has been completely positive, super happy, and genuine. Like, they're not just saying this to be like, hey. No, they they are like, yes. They're just so excited for it, and they're like, I'm going to go back again. And Yes, I think yeah. the embargo's still on for the reviews, yes. but they did allow it, it initial impressions on yeah. Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you've got uh, Nicholas Scott, uh, Greg Rucka. These are people that have been involved on the Wonder Woman comic books, mm-hmm. uh, being really happy about the portrayal of her in the film. So... You know, Greg Rucka, he's, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, if, he, if Greg Rucka is going to give the seal of approval, I'm willing to check it out. Yeah, so. there's definitely a lot well, of people that I that are part of the nerd community that are excited about it. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Neil, are you jazzed about the Wonder Woman film? Oh, yeah. I already got my tickets. Oh, nice. when, are, when are you going? Uh, Saturday at the Arclight Cinema. Cool. Well, look at you. All right. Very excited. I, th- I feel I'm going to run into the problem for Wonder Woman that I did for Beauty and the Beast. I'll be like, yeah, we're just going to go. They're probably already sold out, kind of. But we'll see. That's true. 
but maybe the following Tuesday or something. But we'll see. I, I want guess to, I should get down. Should get tickets sooner rather than later. I know. Well, that's. I had to do that for um, another one I saw too. Uh, actually, for Guardians of the Galaxy two, I bought that one in advance, like the, at least a day or two. Be- excuse me, a uh, day or two before to make sure I got my seat taken yeah. care of. Yep. So uh, no, I I'm all for having uh, DC having a, a a good superhero film finally. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great. I, oh, I for sure. Excited. And especially if it's Wonder Woman, the first time that she's actually going to yes. be portrayed. It took them the, a little while to make a Wonder Woman movie. Just yeah. saying. So I'm uh, I'm jazzed <sighs> yeah. about that. So now just uh, as we make our predictions for next week's top five, just a note about Batman versus Superman, it or Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. be correct. It uh, opened it with $166 million last year. So, uh, Wonder Woman is going to be released in over 4,000 screens. Captain Underpants is going to be in 3,300 screens. So, keep those in mind as we come up with our next week's top five. Of course, we have Pirates, Guardians of the Galaxy, Baywatch, Alien Covenant, and Everything, Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these, I, I'm actually... I'm going to go with Wonder Woman for number one. Going on in the box, yeah. Uh, Captain Underpants, possibly for number two. Yeah, I, kids I movie, new kids one, very popular series, yes. absolutely. Uh, and then just keep going down the line, probably then Pirates, Guardians, Baywatch, just bump them down because hmm. also Wonder Woman, yeah. we've had enough advertising and then enough positive reviews, or even people just curious to see how good it is. You know, yeah. like even if people are like, well, I don't really care about Wonder Woman, but it's another DC one. Let's see how it is. Like, there's those people too, who are, or maybe even the people who are like, I don't know. Oh, well, we tweeted about this kind of funny thing. I was like, we got a little bit. Oh no, we're kind of at the end. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the Alamo Draft House had a women's only screening for Wonder Woman, and a lot of whiny men out there were like, we don't get to go. <laughs> You're like, really? And guess what? They did a second. They did. They're gonna have a second screening of it just because they complain right. that much. That's what you get, like, guys. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, you don't like it? We'll do a third screening. Yeah, sure, I know, right? Here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ken Jack says Wonder Woman, Captain Underpants, Pirates. Uh, I think you had the same idea as I did. Sorry, it went up faster. There you go. Uh, and uh, uh, got L- some numbers. Yeah, Ello saying 170 million plus. Uh, 105 from Sky. Uh, Dean says 115. Uh, and then also agrees with my list as well. Oh, you're going to keep everything, but you're bumping out Guardians? Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, Ken says 95 and 45 for Captain. Uh, all right. Anybody, do we have our final count on what we're voting? Oh, not yet. Oh, we still have it. Uh, Neil, do you have your yes. top five for next week? Yeah, I got uh, Wonder Woman, Underpants, Pirates, um, Baywatch, and Guardian. Ah. All right. Uh, I'd okay. be curious, like, how much of a drop do you think Pirates is going to have coming into next week? I don't know. It's still way ahead Ooh. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. of yeah, the, of everything else on the list. Yeah, mm-hmm. so even if it, uh, gosh, even if it went like 70%, it's still... Underpants won with nine votes. <laughs> really? Well, because they're all like, well, you're going to go see it anyways. Well, I'll, I'll be seeing it uh, on Wednesday, so I'll be able to talk about it next yeah. week. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Expect my hot take on Captain Underpants. Mm-hmm. Take one for next the team, Sunday. Frank, and just have a wild prediction. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nope, I'm going to play this into the spirit of this game because yo, I should make sure Wait, you guys get a chance. Wait, did you say your top five? No, I'm going okay. to. I can't complain with what you guys have already set up, so no, no reason to disagree. We all with kind that. of agree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be uh, doing our box office bet on Captain Underpants the movie. Well, we are. We all saying number two for it. We're all saying yeah. number two. Okay. Again, it's mm-hmm. in 3,300 screens. It is a, Kids, uh, a very, one. There you go. A very popular mm-hmm. and uh, 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 child property. And there hasn't been one recently. There's never. This is his first one. Uh, uh, I mean, it's been a little while since we've had another oh, kid one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, the, the As in, it was... wasn't one just last weekend or a little bit. I mean, the last one was probably Boss Baby. Yeah. Well, Boss Baby. Yeah. And don't worry, folks. I know everybody that is excited about Boss Baby. There is uh, a Boss Baby 2 coming. Oh, boy. So get excited. Sardrew says 2026. 20, you can't pick two numbers. Pick one. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, there you go. Right? I'm, I'm going to treat uh, this respectfully. Oh, wait, we got to... Oh, yeah. yeah, so 3,300 screens here. Uh, we all think it's going to be number two. Mm-hmm. A beloved child's property. Uh, I feel like the biggest thing is, like, depends on how much you think Wonder Woman's going to do. And you got to backpedal accordingly. Uh, no. Yeah. 
Oh, so Adelia Smurfs, but we forgot that. Yeah, oh, you know. Yeah, that's right. Thank uh, you, Sky says forty. Uh, twenty says Legion. Uh, let's oh, see. Oh man! Oh gosh! 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 Uh, uh, mm. The it's. I might go. This might be really high, but. Oh, let's see. I got see one here. locked in. You got, oh, look oh at you, Courtney so and Ken Jack all say 45. Um, Wingit says 30, less than 35. Albin says 30. Uh, uh, well, uh, big side topic right here. Yeah. Do we think Wonder Woman is going to, could it beat Batman v Superman's opening weekend, 166? I wanted to. I don't know if it will. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think the fact that Batman v Superman wasn't very good will have people like holding back mm-hmm. on this one opening weekend mm-hmm. until they get some confirmation that they're that people liked it. Yeah. All right. So, gosh, I mean, I'd love for it to do that, but I mean, I'm guessing if I thought like one I would I want I would like it to beat 100. Yes, for sure. I'd love yeah. to do 125 plus would be great. Be great. Just because it's one of those it would show like look, a female lead superhero character, a female lead character can do well. Yeah, I, ugh, gosh, I'm just thinking about that. Like, if how many people are going to be seeing that? That would take yeah, away no, from Boston. nobody in the chat is like, mm, not going to be. I don't it. know. I think Wonder Woman might do like 85. Oh, I really? Hope that not. low? I, I, you know what? I've gone high yeah. for several weeks, Frank, and uh, I've mm-hmm. been wrong. And now so you choose this film to backpedal? Mm. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I don't choose it because it's Wonder Woman. I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to. No, it's fair enough. It's uh, everything's been low this year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, I don't, has anything this year gotten to that? I mean, that's a crazy opening weekend. Batman vs Superman, 160. That's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. semi record breaking. No, well, wait, for like hey, the top five. big new thing. Technically, a lot of schools are already out, and so now it's kind of summer. That's going to help, too. Like, a lot of people are ending um, in May, so that might help with people going. All right, you got your number? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure I've out. I've been like, sitting here with it, too. I've been sitting with it, too. I'm just trying to think, like, would the audience for oh, uh, Wonder Woman take away from the Captain Underpants? Or are they too completely distinct? No, I think Captain Underpants is They're younger. Different. Yeah. Well, no, I think I think Wonder Woman will take some of the older child crowd. Yes, there you Captain go. Underpants. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of kids in uh, in superhero movies these days. Yeah. Uh, whether all right, all right. I guess I guess I have a number. It's the one that kind of popped in my head first, so I will it's go. It's kind this. of what I had too. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta say it out loud. Uh, uh, Carrie, Carrie. Forty-five. <laughs> We both showed each other our phones, and it was 45 on each. Oh, so we both man. said 45 for Captain Underpants. Neil? Oh, man. I'm at 24. Oh! <laughs> Neil, man, you conservative all the way around in all these films I'm playing it low, Frank. I'm playing Woo! it low. I all took right. my chances. Now I'm going to take a chance on uh, um, keep my head down. Oh, okay. uh, what was the number for that, please? Um, Star Fox, uh, Starfire says, I think Beauty and the Beast was the largest box office opening weekend this year. Uh, so what was the what were those numbers? I forget. Uh, I know. I'm like, we did that not that long ago, but I don't remember. Uh, give me a minute. Do, 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 do. All right. So do we also want to make a prediction that, for Wonder Woman anyways, too, just because? Yeah, why not? Because we're doing that. I, I'm i going to go. I'm going to say. I'm going to shoot for the minute. I'm going to say 125. 125? Yeah. Oh, bump my mic there. I know. I really want it to be over 100. Alvin, Alvin that's Beauty a. the Beast was 174, so I was wrong. Okay. That actually beat Batman Superman okay. from last year. Okay. Um, thank you, people in the chat and Neil on that. Um. <laughs> Dean Bruce is getting really specific with $44,390,976. Look at that. Okay, I'm, thank you, you went 125? I went 125. I want to I be hopefully optimistic. I'll go 140. Ooh, all right. Carrie's I'll go came 140. In. I love it. I and love it. Are you sticking with 85, Neil? I am. I'm sticking with 85. Okay. Neil. So I, I got the high, you got I'm, the mid, and you got the low. I'm sticking with 85, and I would love to be proven wrong. <laughs> right? It's one of those you're like, I don't yeah. want it wrong. Yeah. Courtney says 130. Uh, Dot Duck says 90. I know. It's one of those you're like, I really want it to, but we'll see. But the fact that it is getting good word of mouth already, I feel is good. So, all right, just to play devil's advocate and all this yeah. stuff, say it does 90, does 80, does 85, like Neil was saying. Do you think people are going to look at that as a is it going to be like a judgment against DC films in its just entirety for the DC cinematic universe, or is it going to be like, eh, we just don't care about Wonder Woman as a character, and we don't want to really see a film about her? I'll go for option C and actually say that it'll get looped into the 
the trend this year of movies just underperforming uh, just because people aren't going to movies for some reason. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Go with that, maybe. All right. It would be one of those, it depends on how it does uh, internationally and how it does the following weekend, too. That's right. It, yeah. it, I feel like if we can get, do like yeah, like 40, 45% drop off, yeah. it does a little less than that, then I think it'll be a good sign. We'll see. That uh, the word of mouth is good about that film. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do we, do we have anything else we want to say? I'm just gonna over open it up no, to you and Neil. I think I think I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, actually, there. You, speaking of like movie things, I'll be recording some voiceover. I'll be do, doing voiceover for one of the films, so I'm gonna do some voice after yeah. voiceover lines when we're done here because we filmed some of them. They rewrote some of the scripts up, so they're like, "Can you send more clips?" I'm like, "Sure, hold on." There you go. And she's also gonna be auditioning for Boss Baby too. Ah. So. <laughs> no. Sure. Why not? Why not? Well, I'd love go. to get a lead on that. It'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Neil, anything for you? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm, I just landed a role in the Emoji Movie sequel. Oh, congrats so I have that on you. To look forward to. Wait, Other what? That? Other than that, no. Say it again. I just landed a oh. role in the Emoji Movie sequel. Uh, please, please explain more. What? I'm going to be uh, sarcasm. Ah, nicely done. Hmm. Uh, and actually, actually, I will just end by saying though that. Uh, uh, the Storks is on your pay cable stations right now. So uh, if you have a cable, it's on HBO or something like that. Yeah, HBO. So okay. I revisited Storks again over the weekend. So so delightful. Still good. Still still good. Okay. That's still <laughs> him trapped in that uh, the mirrors. The mirror. Uh, the glass. No, panels. the glass. Yes, yes. Still funny. There you go. Okay. So that's Storks, man. It's where it's at. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for this. I mean, why go to the wild? I'm gonna go to like, yeah, why not? We'll go wide Whee! on this one. That's gonna do it for this episode of Black Stuff's Breakdown, folks. But the fun doesn't stop here. It just gets started. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do what Carrie says right there. Or she, Thumbs uh, up. Yes, double thumb it up if you can. Yep. And Carrie, if they're watching this even after the show's aired, what, what can I they do? I know, right, guys? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Uh, and you know, you can also comment down below too as well. Yes. I know Carrie's a big fan of that comment right? stuff like that. You know. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can talk about uh, you know, your favorite, uh, what favorite superhero movie you're looking forward to this summer. There well, we go. Yeah, That's a good question. You? Yeah, look at that. Me, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Spider-Man. Why not? <laughs> I'm sure. excited, yes. I hope so. Uh, I hope it's going to be good. But you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Neil, where can they follow you, sir? You can find me on everything. And I did check my Snapchat. It is the Neil Plumley. T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Hit me up there, I guess. I'm not really on Snapchat very often. But if you like it, you know, do do you. <laughs> nice. Well, we're giving you a reason to get more involved with this Neil, all right? We're gonna mm-hmm. get you I like it. Hey, That's I right. like it. All right. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Thank everybody, you. for hopping in the chat again. Yes. You make the show much more, so much more fun for us to do. So thanks for spending your night with us. We'll see you back here next Sunday night with another episode of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.